Welcome back to Alpaca My Bags. We've got a great show for you today. If you haven't yet, can you please, please, please give us a subscribe and a review? It really helps us to keep making the show, but also to make it better. So I'm your host, Erin. Today on the pod, we are chatting with Carly. Carly is an actress, and you've probably seen her in this show called Titans. <laughs> it's a show, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, so tell us what you do on the show. Um, I play uh, the character Raven, her acting double. So because she's uh, she was 13 when we filmed it, she can't be on set for <laughs> too long. So um, if they can't get the scene done with her, I'll have to jump in and do the scene with the other actors. So cool. Yeah, which is really fun because she's a superhero. So it wasn't uh, too hard to do some of the really like crazy... Um, kind of gothy scenes it was pretty fun whoa so you got to be a superhero yeah yeah undercover ah! superhero <laughs> from carly, the back carly we were saying like you're the closest thing to celebrity we've had on the podcast yet so welcome we are honored um we're gonna chat today about something that has impacted myself carly and katie um and that is that we are all allergic to things In the second half of this episode, we are going to talk about how allergies have impacted our travels. Um, Because let me tell you, like traveling with a life-threatening allergy is scary and it's challenging. And we want to share with you why, why that is. Sorry. (laughs) I blanked. I was like, yes, true. (laughs) Okay, but Erin, what's on your mind lately? Okay, I want to share something that broke in the news this week, which is really great, Um, especially given that we released our queer travel episode pretty recently. Um, So United Airlines is offering non-binary options when registering for a flight. They're actually the first airline ever to offer this. So that means that if you identify as non-binary, you have the option of opting out of the male or the female selection when you're booking your flight. So a passenger is able to select undisclosed or unspecified if they wish. Um, and we've talked about this before, but like non-binary people face unnecessary, invasive, and discrimin- discriminatory scrutiny by airlines and airports. So this is a really good first step. Um, but that said, like it is 2019, so I'm hoping that other airlines do this as well, because one airline isn't actually that great in the scope of things. But anyways, you see my point. So good job, United. I don't normally <laughs> like United Airlines, but they get a they get a high five for this one for sure. Yeah. Um, Katie, tell us about what happened to you this week. <laughs> okay. Well, I was super excited this week. Because we launched our Twitter. Yes. Um, So I was super excited because I'm a huge fan of Twitter. um, And I wanted to get Alpaca out there and communicating with the Twitterverse. So I did. And there was lots of great stuff on there. And if you do have us on Twitter, I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted. Because (laughs) today, (laughs) in the efforts of trying to make our Twitter the best it possibly could be... um, take my headphones off. <laughs> um, in the efforts, I decided I wanted our Twitter account to be 100% complete. In order to do that, I had to add a birthday. So I was tricked into adding a birthday into where I put our launch date, which was three months ago. <laughs> so I put our, our, our birthday, which was our launch date. Uh-huh. Um, and then Twitter immediately locked us 
because you have to be 13 years old and up to use Twitter, and it thinks that we're a three-month-old baby <laughs> running this Twitter account. Which makes zero sense. How would a three-month-old baby sign themselves up and for it locked Twitter? And it locked us out right away, so I'm kind of like, Twitter, what the heck? And you can't reach a human at Twitter at all, so we just have to sit and wait and see what happens. I sent in a report, Erin, don't worry. Okay. Um, so we're just going to sit and wait and see what happens. But, you know, Twitter was fun for a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and here's hoping we get it back. We will damage control the situation. Don't worry, guys. Um, so. You guys should still follow us on Twitter. What is the Twitter account? It's the same as our Instagram. So alpaca my bags pod. So we might be quiet for a while, but now you know why. We're on Instagram. Just follow us on Instagram in the meantime. Once your Twitter just hits puberty, I think yeah. it'll... Just in 13 years, come back and follow us on Twitter. All right, allergies. Um, this is a very vague concept to a lot of people, I think. Um, so when I start... Okay. I want to start by saying that allergies, specifically food allergies, are super misunderstood, especially by people who don't have them or don't know someone who has one. Um, and I feel like there's two reasons that I've noticed um, like lead to this. First of all, people think that food allergies are similar to other types of allergies. So like a lot of people will have a pollen allergy or a cat allergy and people compare our food allergies to those kinds of allergies. Have you guys experienced this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And yeah, it's not the same. They're very very different kinds of allergies. And we'll get into the details about that later. Um, Second of all, people don't realize that the sliding scale of severity amongst allergies um, is quite wide. You take a Benadryl and you're fine. Um, But for others, they are absolutely life-threatening. Some people can literally die within minutes if they ingest an allergen. So I think a great way to illustrate this is if we all just explain the basics of our allergies and what we're allergic to, how we found out, and how severe they are. Um, And then we'll talk about reactions. Mm -hmm. So Katie, tell us about your allergy. Okay. Well, first, I also had another thing that I had in mind about why allergies are misunderstood. Yeah, sure. And one thing out of my experience is that I find, I think it's misunderstood because people can't, like, see it. So you can re- be reacting sorry, reacting inside, <laughs> but people don't notice anything until it's, like, hives, red, yeah. like, visibly bad. Mm-hmm. But, like, people don't think about it unless it's, like, right in front of their face. Mm-hmm. That's That's a lot of the experience that I've had. Um, But anyway, what I'm allergic to is... So I've had my allergy all of my life. Um, I found out when I was 10 months old. Mm. um, My mom gave me a little bit of peanut butter on her finger and left me alone. um, And then came back and I was blown up like a balloon, bright red, hives all over the place. uh, And she rushed me to the hospital. So at that point, they were like, she's allergic to peanuts. So I'm allergic to peanuts all nuts, um, and then I have a steadily growing worse allergy with legumes. So mm. right now I'm I'm currently allergic to soy, um, but not like soy sauce, but like tofu, yeah. edamame, um, and then also chickpeas and lentils. So 
that's like the basis of my allergy. But then there's like random little things that happen to like random preservatives that I get reactions to too. So and how are all your allergies the same degree of severe or are some worse than others? So peanuts and nuts are the worst. Like it's anaphylactic, like it's life threatening. Um, the rest of the legume family has always been kind of mild, but over time it's been getting worse. So mm-hmm. I honestly haven't eaten chickpeas or like soy or anything like that in a long time because I'm like worried about mm. finding out how much worse it has gotten. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how serious the legume family is yet, but I know it's like, I get the same like tingly throat, um, like immediately and like itchy throat kind of thing and it never gets worse than that but you never know though i just like chug a bunch of water and try and dilute it and take benadryl and then i'm like usually pretty okay yeah Mm -hmm. all right carly tell us about your allergy (laughs) um this is like a little allergy support group we have going on i've never had this this is so very special (laughs) um uh kind of similar to katie though my my mom knew to test me for peanuts and peanut butter when I was a kid because my dad is allergic Mm. um and so yeah I think they can't really properly test you until you're three so she when I was one gave me a little bit of peanut butter on a bagel and uh yeah apparently I just blew up in rashes (laughs) and hives and uh yeah I recently got tested again actually before I went on my trip just to make sure and kind of squash any um nervous worries or concerns about certain things I wanted to know strategically what I was allergic to um and then I recently got tested this past year before traveling to Asia just to make sure I knew indefinitely what I was allergic to and anaphylactic to peanuts and almonds and I'm I'm very similar to you actually I follow more under the legumes Mm -hmm. side uh so tree nuts not really um but yeah chickpeas are are really bad for me too um, but I can have green beans and soy. So yeah. it's weird that they have, you like, you, your body like picks certain. It's so weird because I can have green beans too. Yeah. And they're like one of my favorite vegetables. Totally. And I'm worried one day they will not be happy with me anymore. <sighs> I'm like, please no. <laughs> I just want to eat hummus. It's everywhere. I know. And everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so bad. Thank you. <laughs> and I can't. I, re, I feel like I remember eating it when I was a kid. But I remember Same. having peas and my lips just having bumps on them. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's as serious. But again, like once I have an allergy to something, I kind of just put it all in one box mm-hmm. and I don't. I just stay clear of them yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. So also anaphylactic. Mm-hmm. Um, similar for me. I was, I think, like a year old when also my mom figured it out. And in my situation, it was pretty scary because she hadn't actually introduced me to peanut butter. She made a peanut butter sandwich for my sister and then took the same knife, wiped it clean. So like to the visual eye, her knife or the knife she was using had no peanut on it. And then she made me a jam sandwich and she handed me the sandwich, turned around, was doing dishes, looked back at me and was like, same thing, balloon. Like, have to get this kid to the hospital. <laughs> Just balloon babies everywhere. Balloon babies. <laughs> That's and... our support group name. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that was pretty scary, I guess, because it was like not even a visible trace. And that's how severe these allergies can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so peanut has always been the main issue for me. I'm also allergic to kiwi, mm-hmm. anaphylactic. Um, and oh. that happened when I was about 10, I think they discovered that because I was getting tested regularly. Um, oddly enough, chickpeas aren't an issue for me, but soy is. Mm-hmm. I can't drink soy mm-hmm. or have anything with soy in it. It bothers me too much. Yeah. Crazy. Like, miso yeah. soup is off the table. Mm-hmm. I have had miso soup, though. I have, too. Same with you, Carly. Like, I ate a lot of those things when I was younger, but now it's, like, not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember in high school, my friend made a stir-fry with tofu in it, and, like, I couldn't eat it. Like, as soon as I ate one piece of broccoli that was just in with the soy, I just felt it immediately. So yeah. I was kind of like, well, yeah, no longer. And I definitely have slight sensitivities to other things. Um, like other nuts and in general I'm sure like you guys are the same I don't really eat nuts because I'm too scared Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah the main issues like in terms of anaphylaxis are peanut and kiwi Mm. so I'm going to share some information from the American Academy of Allergies, Asthma and Immunology according to this academy a food allergy is your immune system overreacting to a particular protein found in the food that you are allergic to So symptoms can occur when coming in contact with just a tiny amount of the food. Um, They also note that many people who think they are allergic to a food may actually just be intolerant to it. So this is a key element. There's There's a definite difference between being actually allergic and being intolerant. So some of the symptoms of food intolerance and food allergy are similar, but the differences between the two are very important. If you're allergic to a food, this allergen triggers a response in the immune system. So food allergy reactions are life-threatening, whereas an intolerance is not. An intolerance is more, it's exactly like that. Like you're intolerant and it'll cause discomfort, but it won't threaten your life. Um, So proper diagnosis of food allergies is extremely important. Studies have shown that many suspected food allergies are actually caused by other conditions such as food intolerance. So skin tests and blood tests are often ordered. Uh, A food challenge under the care of your allergist or immunologist may also be needed to confirm an allergy. They often do that in young children. Let's talk about the symptoms. (laughs) We know about that. (laughs) Um, So allergic reactions to food normally occur within minutes of eating the trigger food. Um, But this is scary. Sometimes they can appear a few hours later. So symptoms of a food allergy include hives or red itchy skin. It can also include a stuffy or itchy nose, sneezing, itchy eyes, vomiting, stomach cramps, and diarrhea. Um... So that's like your basic food allergy reaction. Um, A couple of us have mentioned anaphylaxis, which is something different. Um, So that's a severe reaction, which is caused by food allergies. Um, It's very severe in that it's rapid in onset and it can cause death. So an anaphylactic reaction can include throat tightness, wheezing, chest tightness, tingling of the hands, feet, lips, and difficulty breathing. So the scary thing about it is that um, anaphylaxis can present differently. Um, So it can be delayed up to hours after consuming an allergen. 
And a super important fact about anaphylaxis that many people don't realize is that there's no over-the-counter medication that can stop a reaction or save someone from a reaction. So EpiPens, which are epinephrine, um, by time, so it means that you have more time to get yourself to a hospital, mm -hmm. but if you have an anaphylactic attack, an EpiPen isn't going to automatically save you. Mm -hmm. um, so this is also like a huge misconception because a lot of people think like, mm -hmm. oh, you'll just take your EpiPen and be okay. Yep. No, no, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Like I need the EpiPen and then to be in an ambulance. Yes. Mm -hmm. it's, just it's just adrenaline. It's a shot of adrenaline, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, yeah, it's what can get you to the hospital in time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah, a lot of people think that's just, that's what saves you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so according to Food Allergy Canada, around 2.5 million Canadians have an anaphylactic allergy. And that is wild. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays, two in every 100 children are born with a peanut allergy. Um, that's a lot. It is a lot. More than when I was a kid. Same. Yeah. Well, we were kids at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was the only kid that I knew that had an allergy pretty same. much. Yeah. I was one of three in the entire school. Did you guys ever get sent to like eat lunch in a separate classroom? Yeah, I ate in the library. Yeah. yeah. The other two allergic kids. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? Like, I, I have to go? Like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> You're discriminating against me and my allergy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in elementary school, we used to have popsicle days, um, but the popsicles that they had always said may contain traces of peanuts. So I got a special popsicle that was like a Minute made like yogurt popsicle and it was awesome and i remember so many people being mad at me for getting this special popsicle and i was like it's because i can't have yours like i'm literally allergic to it possibly i don't know if it's like this now for kids because there are so many with allergies but now that you're saying this like there was so much about my childhood that was so like characterized by my allergy yeah like having to bring my own food to birthday parties, having to eat my lunch on my own. Mm -hmm. Not getting to eat cake at birthday parties. Even going trick-or-treating too, right? You dump your bag out and you know you can only eat like a third of what you yeah. got. So you get this big bag of all this candy and you're dumping it out with your friends and you hand your friends half of your candy because you can't have it. And you are like, can you trade? Can I get your Smarties? <laughs> that was the thing. I look back now, and I remember I had friends who were like, I get all your crispy crunches. Like, okay, my parents... Like, For sure. I didn't get anything in return. Get this. My parents would sort my candy, and then they would take all the candy I couldn't eat and hide it under their own bed to eat it themselves. And I found this out years later. Like, that's where all my candy went. <laughs> Our poor childhoods. <laughs> yeah. It's funny now as an adult but I do remember as a child like having moments of like great despair mm -hmm. because it really like sets you apart from children and obviously when you're a child like anything that's gonna make you different is bad mm -hmm. and it was just one of those things that like I couldn't escape mm -hmm. and I, I would always wear a fanny pack I wrote this down <laughs> I wrote down Used to wear a fanny pack from <laughs> elementary school to middle school and hated it. And now they're trendy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you 
kidding me? That I'm constantly joking. Like I started this trend because when I was ten, I wore a fanny pack with both my EpiPens in it. Oh man! <laughs> Wait, you didn't have the fanny pack? I don't think I had a fanny pack. <gasps> I wish I did. Did your parents make you carry your EpiPen around? Totally, but I think it was just in a separate bag of my lunch bag. Oh, I never got that a fanny makes more pack. sense. I know my brother who's allergic. He he had a fanny pack with it. <laughs> You were offered more independence. Yeah. They're like, she can uh, I wish I didn't just throw my brother under the bus, too. (laughs) Sorry, pal. But that's what I found for when you were a kid, too. Like, you, because you had an allergy, you became a little bit more autonomous and independent because you had to take care of yourself at birthday parties and you Mm -hmm. had to grow up a little bit more before everyone else to take care of yourself. So it was like, Mm -hmm. I had to talk to servers at restaurants personally, you know, so it gave you that. I don't know. I I always kind of felt quite embarrassed of it, but it opened me up to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being more independent, I guess, and in control of myself and make mm-hmm. sure that I knew what was going on with myself at all times. Yeah, that's totally. so true. So a study by McGill University in 2016 found that the diagnosis of anaphylaxis is on the rise. While there isn't an actual cure for anaphylactic allergies, there has been success in desensitization of allergies in young children. Do you guys know what that is? Mm. They basically put a patch on the child who's allergic that has tiny, tiny little amounts of peanut protein, and they slowly like teach your body to accept it, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. They have that, um, it's like a, a, a immune therapeutic but they came up with this like ar 101 capsule and it was like taking it orally because that's how you would normally ingest peanuts anyway so get your body adapted to that Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing it's just putting a little bit more it was like 10 milligrams and then adding it up to like 300 yeah yeah and that's important to note actually about the desensitization because i know a lot of people are like oh there's a cure there's like two important things to know about this it's not really a cure because if you're not a young child, you're not eligible. So like we're all adults, we could never, it wouldn't work for us desensitization because your immune system has to be very young. Mm-hmm. Um, the other fact is that, oh yeah, so the other fact is that um, it desensitizes you, but it doesn't cure it. So you might be able to like train a child's body to accept more peanut than it could. And basically, they can make it so that you won't die, <laughs> which is a nice improvement. But it's not really like, oh, you're going to be able to go out and eat like peanuts, like whole handfuls of peanuts. It's more to like um, lower the risk of death in yeah. children that are born with this allergy. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys heard about it, too. But when I got tested, uh, the allergist said to me that nowadays people who or young kids that have been diagnosed with anaphylactic like severe peanut allergies now they're getting them right into becoming desensitized and increasing their tolerance but when we were kids they were like as soon as I got diagnosed with having a peanut allergy they were like get it away from her like keep her quarantined and now as like technology improves or there's different science and facts behind things they're using this as their main factor of trying to prevent it so it's just like what happened to us? Completely different. We're the lost generation. (laughs) So there's no hope for us. (laughs) I wrote down a little note about desensitization desensitization as well, Um, which I first heard about it when I was watching the Netflix series Rotten. 
Um, there's a whole part in it with kids taking like small doses of crushed up peanuts and like slowly increasing that amount over time to essentially do the exact same thing that we were just talking about. But I remember watching that and feeling this like whole new sense of anxiety being like, how could I purposely put a nut in my mouth and eat it and like be okay with that? I couldn't. Like... I know I would react. My mom one time got me, so they have like a peanut butter, like fake peanut butter. Wow, butter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my mom or someone got it for me and it smelled like peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you guys know, like I know what the smell of peanut is. And I instantly, like, if I smell that, I'm on instant alert. Mm -hmm. And so, like, someone handing me a spoonful of this wow butter, my entire body was like, no, 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 don't put that (laughs) in your mouth, don't put it in your mouth. So even if I was in a doctor's office and they were like, go ahead, eat this little, like, crushed up peanut dust, I'd be like, no way. It's just like, it's like contemplating your life. (laughs) You're staring death in the face, literally. You're like, let's do this. I'm like... (laughs) No, like, and it's kids. I'm like thinking about to how paranoid I was as a kid. I used to be like, um, I actually went to the allergist one point because I was scared of the skull and crossbones symbol on things. And mm. I went to the allergist and she like talked me down from being allergic or being scared of those things. <coughs> but like, I was paranoid. There's no way I could do that as a kid. Mm-mm. No way. Yeah. The wow butter got me too, though. Yeah. They were, yeah. Same. I'm allergic to it anyway. They put it on a spoon and they like, and one of, yeah, there was someone that put it on and it was like the, I was like, I don't want a spoonful. I want the tiniest little bit. And I was holding the spoon and I was like, man, my entire life has been telling me to not do this right now. (laughs) And I, am I going to do it? You know? And even though they're like, there's absolutely no peanuts in there. I was like, Mate, I don't know if I can. Like, my entire body is just absolutely just shutting down, being like, no, dude, don't do this. I really wonder if Wow Better went out of business because all of us peanut allergy people were like, we, we don't want this. Like, this isn't a market. So, so aversive anyways, right? I can't do it. Your body's just, like, sweating. I can't do it. I, I tried to buy the Reese's Smuckers. Because I because I wanted to know what it tasted like, and I would, and I went to go put it on my lips, like just those Smuckers when I was a kid, and I was like, "Man, I can't, I can't do this." <laughs> you just reminded me, like there was a kiwi one, and I would be so afraid because people would have like their lip smackers, and all the little girls would be sharing their lip smackers, mm. and I'd be reading the labels of each and every lip smacker, <laughs> and everyone else. Staring me at like, what is this girl doing? Like reading lip smacker labels. Yeah. All right. So this actually um, transitions well because I thought it'd be fun to all of us like make a little list or share things that we've done throughout our lives to take care of ourselves and our allergies. Um, And I'm thinking more about like daily things just to like give our listeners an idea of what it's like to have an allergy on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've touched on this a little bit, but reading food labels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, all of them. Like even cereal. There's no food label I don't read. Just Mm -hmm. it's a habit now too. Yeah, no, all the time. Like, it's not something I even think about doing. It's just immediately flip it over if I haven't eaten it before and just, like, go for it. And you kind of get good at skimming it a little bit, too, and looking for the... It's always bottom (laughs) up. Yeah, you look at the... If it's bold at the bottom. Yeah, 
you read bottom up, that's where the allergens are, and then you go to the top. So if you don't have a peanut allergy and you're interested in like what it's like to live our lives, just next time you're in the grocery store, every item that you pick up to buy, just look at the ingredient list and try to find the warnings. And I guarantee you, like 50% of the things you pick up will say may contain peanuts. Mm -hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen that said may contain peanuts? We'll stick to peanuts on this one. Well, I have one. Because when I was reading the show notes for this episode, I sent you a photo of it. Because mm. immediately when I saw this, I remembered. So when I was in first year university, I was buying groceries. And I wanted to get a fresh loaf of French bread from the grocery store that was made there. And... So I picked it up, read the ingredients, and at the bottom of it, it didn't even say may contain traces of peanuts. It said may contain other allergens not mentioned. <laughs> Basically, was, if you're allergic to anything, I was like, you can't eat it. What the hell kind of sad attempt is this at anything? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so vague. <laughs> For me, it was always ice cream, and I just remember other parents, especially when I was a kid, being, like, so flabbergasted that I couldn't eat, like, any ice cream. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I remember as a kid, Chapman's being the only ice cream mm-hmm. that you could eat, because literally every tub of ice cream, like, it could be, like, regular vanilla, mm-hmm. may contain peanuts. Mm-hmm. A lot of this has to do with, like, manufacturing of food, mm-hmm. so for people who don't know, um... Our food, like, will come from a factory, and if that equipment... um, So, for example, like, for ice cream, if they're manufacturing a peanut ice cream, like, an ice cream that contains peanuts, and then that same equipment comes anywhere near close where they're making, like, another type, like vanilla, then the factory will have to put out the warning because they can't risk, like, any Mm -hmm. cross-contamination. So do you guys still go for things that, say, may contain? No. Yeah. You do? I do. Yeah, no, I I, do too. There's like criticism behind it too. Like there are definitely people who are going to listen to this and be like, yeah, Carly, you do and maybe you shouldn't. But same. um, Yeah, I live dangerously. No, I just, um, (laughs) there are just certain things where if I, honestly, ice cream, like Baskin Robbins too, if they tub it, like, and I get just like a mint chocolate chip or something, like I'll I'll go for it. I Mm -hmm. will. Hmm. And so I think that's probably as much as I will go, but yeah, so far. I've definitely never done one that said outright, like, may contain peanut. I'm too scared. Mm. But I've I've done, like, more vague ones, like if it says may contain nuts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say peanut, then I can, like, in my head, I can come to terms with that because <laughs> I'm like, well, they didn't say peanut, so, like, I don't know, is peanut a nut? Technically not. Does the mm-hmm. manufacturer of this know this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think part of me being okay with eating things that have that label is part of it is me being talked down by the allergist when I was younger because I was afraid of absolutely everything. Um, so I think having someone to be like, you know, this is how much you need to eat in order for anything to happen. Like, uh. you know it right away. Like, you have to be careful, but just eat a little tiny amount, feel it, and then, like, see how that goes. But then, and I, I, that kind of gave me peace of mind a little bit. And then I just got sick and freaking tired of everything saying may contain traces of peanuts. And I was like, man, 
fuck that. I'm going to eat this because this just seems lazy to me. It doesn't seem like they're taking care to really let people know or like include other people to like it seems like you're eliminating customers by like putting this lazy label on it. On yeah. that note, I actually really believe that a lot of companies just put the warning because they don't want liability. Totally. Yeah, 100%. They're just covering totally. their asses. The food could yeah. absolutely be safe for us. Exactly. They just, it's a liability thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and why I started. frustrating. Yeah. That's why I just can, like started eating things with that label because I was like, this is just bullshit. I'm yeah. over this. And then to be honest, like I've never had any reactions from things that have said may contain. I have more reactions from friends and like loved ones giving me things being like, oh, this is not free. And it's not. Whoa. So I've like, experienced this as well. Whoa. Yeah. But because, I think we we're going to get into that too, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time people don't know like the depth of the allergies so like they don't think oh i need to check the labels on the chocolate chips that i put in this cookie yeah yeah and Um, how severe right like when we were talking about how we check everything and know everything because it is our body some people know but mm -hmm. they just don't know the extreme like how paranoid that we are if it is Mm -hmm. cross-contamination or anything Mm -hmm. um carrying epipens all the time Mm -hmm. is (sighs) it bothers me less now but it used to like really drive me crazy Same. having to always carry those. Like the, I remember there were days when I was like, I just want to be able to go outside and not bring my EpiPens. Mm-hmm. I just want to like go spend a day carrying nothing. There was a whole time in like, what was it? 2010 where like tiny, tiny, tiny purses were like all the rage. And like, there's no way I could get a tiny ass purse and fit an <laughs> EpiPen in it. I so know. I was so mad. And there, for a while, like I just left my EpiPen at home and then like I realized I'm like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and then last year especially I had like more allergic reactions than I've had in a long time. Like I had like four allergic reactions in a row and within four months. Like it was bad. Whoa. So ever since then I've been like extra careful mm-hmm. and I do bring my EpiPen around and I actually in my backpack I carry around like this little like allergy kit. So in it there's Benadryl, Tylenol, a toothbrush, an EpiPen, um, an inhaler, and like all the little things that might make wow. me feel secure. Yeah. Because like I had so many allergic reactions where I, and also every time I had one last year, I was like in the middle of like some sort of an, of an event or like felt like I couldn't leave. So even though I realistically could, but I just felt like safer having to go to the bathroom with this little kit, puke my guts out, brush my teeth, take my inhaler, take like five Benadryls. I've never used my EpiPen before because it just freaks me out. (laughs) But I think I've got, I have my, yeah, the way I carry Benadryl around is like how people find loose change in lighters, like in random places in their house, in their pockets. It's like I always find Benadryl pills like in the most random places. (laughs) They're all over my house. They're in like random coats and pockets of jeans for since I was a kid, you know. 
that's like me and my parents are gonna be disappointed to hear this you're supposed to like get rid of your expired EpiPens yeah you're I think you're supposed to give them to the pharmacist and I always forget so we have expired EpiPens like all over this apartment I have like 12 and I'm worried though that like we'll have a party one day or something and someone will think like oh this could be fun yeah who takes EpiPens for fun well no just like in a I saw it in a rom-com oh it's like <laughs> not real people that's the new like pods swallowing pods now you're taking like, <laughs> your face um, but my mom used to put the she used to use it like inject it into like an orange or something oh my god yeah. i was just gonna say that so we would with our expired EpiPens put it into a fruit but normally you're supposed to do it into an orange because it has the rind mm. uh we did it with like a semi like squishy apple once <laughs> so when we put the epipen into the apple the apple exploded oh god and i don't freaked out Stop. i was like that could be me that's my flesh <laughs> <laughs> And when they go, oh, it's okay, it goes through Jean. I'm like, that doesn't, that's actually terrifying that that can happen, please. Okay, there was one, I know, it is traumatizing. There was one time, you know how the needle, so the needle in in an EpiPen, when it like deploys, it's supposed to retract itself back into the EpiPen when you're done, so you don't have to actually see the needle. And one time we had like a faulty EpiPen and we were doing that test like with the orange and it didn't retract back into the EpiPen and my mom pulled it out and it was like two inches long it's this needle huge I lost it I was like no I, yeah. there's no way I would ever put that into my leg yeah, yeah. I have but like so you really, used it yeah you've actually done it yeah <laughs> no for like Carly and I were both just like but would you actually use it? <laughs> when you think you're dying, you're like, okay, this two-inch needle is okay. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. How was it? I was so hopped up on adrenaline that I don't really remember. I just remember thinking like, oh, okay, I, I can't put this off anymore. Because mm-hmm. I had been reacting for a while and was on my way to the hospital, but it was getting so bad. And I was just getting to the point where I was like, genuinely afraid for my life I wasn't you know I'm sure you've had this where you go into reaction and you're in sort of denial in the beginning Mm -hmm. you're just like oh if I ignore it it'll go away but then it like progressively got worse and worse and I was like okay this is my last like option Mm -hmm. to take this EpiPen because I was at the point where I was like I need something to improve so that I don't like feel like I'm dying Mm -hmm. because I was on the verge of feeling that way and it probably saved your life yeah, and it does help. Like mm-hmm. instantly, you feel it. You do, eh? So yeah. you do. You what do you feel? Your your throat opening up. Your a throat bit? opening up. Okay. Um, it's not pleasant because once you've taken one epi, and this particular reaction was really bad. So when I got to the hospital, they gave me more adrenaline. I think I had like three shots over like two hours like very short period of time and for literally 48 hours my body was like shaking because there's just so much adrenaline in you Mm -hmm. but that almost replaces the feeling of the reaction Mm -hmm. because suddenly your heart is like going so fast but it's not pleasant it feels like extremely anxious Mm -hmm. I always tell people this like taking an epi is not fun oh god no not at all but you always have those friends that like look at you a little funny like you 
you want to do that to me, don't you? You want to, like, test it out, you know? How many like... people make <laughs> jokes about stabbing you? I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> Like, they just want to see. It's like there's a twinkle in their eye a little bit. That's like like when they find wanna... out when they find out you have an epipen, they're like, "Ooh, I shoddy. I want to be the one to do it." And I'm like, "Okay, first you're not allowed to do that. Like you have to do it yourself." Yeah. Like or if well, you can't, I, whenever they have people to, like... say that, whenever they get like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll give you the epi." I always laugh and I'm like, in my experience, people freak out. Yeah. And they're in such a panic when they see you in anaphylactic shock that in my experience, like, I always end up giving it to myself because the people around me are too afraid. You did it to yourself? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're so I just don't, tr- I don't trust other people. And you held it and everything? Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm so impressed by you, man. That's... I don't know. I would not. I would. Ha- I would have to pass it to someone and close my eyes and just like, just do it, just do it. <laughs> it's pretty hardcore. Like willingly knowing you're about to slam a giant <laughs> needle into your leg. Like that's and, so hardcore. And you have to know that they know what they're doing too. There's a lot of people that's like, and you just you just pump it in and you take it out, right? And you're like, no, man. There's a lot of other things that. And that's what I mean is like you go into fight or flight. And so in my brain, I was like, I don't trust this person to know how to give me the epi properly. And at that point, I was like, I don't want to have to do this twice. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing it because I know I'll do it right. Mm -hmm. Well, lots of of things to talk about when it comes to allergies. (laughs) But this is actually a travel podcast. (laughs) Sorry, guys. We went off track a little bit. Which is why part two is going to be all about um, allergies and how we handle them while traveling. Um, So thanks for listening in to part one and we'll catch you on the flip side.